0: Hey, music teacher friends, welcome to episode number 55 of the Beyond Measure podcast. My name is Christina Whitlock, and you know, I like to consider myself your anytime piano teacher friend. So thanks for hanging out with me today. Let's see if you can follow my chain of thinking here, okay? So two weeks ago, we talked about the slippery slope of making exceptions and why we need to do so kind of sparingly. So last week, we talked about policies that are really working for me these days, also known as policies I do not make exceptions to right now. Yeah? (laughs) So here we are today, this week, where I'm finding myself compelled to talk to you about the art of doing favors. (laughs) Now, that already feels a little slimy. So I promise that I am not talking about some kind of underhanded business dealing. (laughs) I just know that being the generous educator you are, you probably like to go above and beyond for your students sometimes, and I know you're happy to do it. And, well, that's what I mean by doing favors. If I am being honest, (laughs) this episode... Was really hard to write, and it's honestly not that fun to talk about. (laughs) You see, there are certain aspects of teacherly advice that I like to talk to you about, but I also feel contriving when I actually say them out loud. So, I have told you before that the study of human behavior is pretty much my biggest fascination in life. And that also happens to include studying my own behavior and my studio family's reactions to my behavior. So, after contemplating all of these interactions on a very deep level, I try to bring you things that appear to have helped me. But sometimes... I don't know, I just feel a little gross making such like firm declarations of these discoveries because now it sounds like something that I've discovered very genuinely was actually something calculated or disingenuous. But anyway, here we are. (laughs) Today's lesson in how to maintain your happiness in business like ours is this. If you choose to do someone a favor, they need to know you are doing them a favor. (laughs) I will say that one again. If you choose to do someone a favor, they need to know that you are doing them a favor. Seriously, don't be that teacher that bends over backwards for a certain family but never draws attention to the fact that you are offering them all kinds of additional benefits. (laughs) I know it feels like the selfless, humble way to approach your teaching, but really, it's just going to leave you feeling unappreciated because your studio families don't realize that they are getting exceptional treatment. You have to make sure they know you are doing them a favor. So, okay, Christina, good point. Make sure people know we're doing them favors. Got it. Episode over, right? (laughs) Well, here's where it gets complicated. Human beings, generally speaking, do not like feeling as though someone is doing them a favor. (laughs) I know I don't. I don't like feeling like an inconvenience to anybody or like I'm being complicated in anyone's life. I also think, at least in the current culture here in the United States, that people really, really dislike feeling indebted to anyone. I keep picturing this fictional interaction playing out in my mind, so humor me here. (laughs) Let's say little Stevie shows up late for his lesson, and it's for a valid reason— Like, let's say here in my town, students are often late because they got stopped by a train. We have trains that block heavy traffic on a daily basis around here. So let's just say Stevie was set to be on time for his lesson, but they got stuck by a train. Maybe you don't have a student after Stevie this particular night, and you decide that you would like to keep him for an extra five minutes past his lesson time. This is not required of you, but Stevie has a performance coming up, and you don't mind doing the favor. I keep imagining that if you're trying to communicate this favor to Stevie's dad, you might say, hey, I'll do you a favor and teach Stevie for an extra five minutes today, since it wasn't your fault he was late. (laughs) Well, it's very possible Stevie's dad is going to feel rubbed the wrong way by that phrase, I'll do you a favor. (laughs) And if, by chance, Stevie's dad is the sarcastic type, I can even envision him snapping back, oh yeah, well maybe I'll do you a favor and pay you for doing your job today. (laughs) So, for the record, of course, if Stevie's dad actually said that, well, he's clearly a jerk. However, I would like to avoid provoking that response in the first place. (laughs) So, what's a teacher to do? In this case, you really are doing Stevie a favor by keeping him longer. You certainly don't have to, but maybe just this once you want to. But the thing is, you also need to make sure that Stevie's dad knows you are doing him a favor. I mentioned this two weeks ago, but it bears repeating. I cannot begin to tell you the number of frustrated teachers I've talked with over the years whose complaints end up going something like this: I can't believe they had the nerve to bulk at payment this month after all I have done for that student, or i don't know whatever the case may be. I will hear teachers go on and on and on about all the things they've done for their students but It's just not fair for us to expect our student families to appreciate us for the things we do if we're not doing a good job of helping them see it. There are so many times where we, as well-intentioned, committed music teachers, (laughs) will go the extra mile for our students and we don't do it to receive a bunch of accolades or to hold anything over our students' heads, but because we genuinely want to. We'll make exceptions to policy. We will drive across town to deliver music to someone who's sick. (laughs) Maybe we'll avoid saying anything when they are picked up late for the third week in a row. We will write that recommendation letter on less than 24 hours notice. (laughs) We'll go see the school play. We'll buy something from the fundraiser. We'll lend them our books when they forget theirs. Whatever the favor may be, again, a lot of times we'll do it gladly. The thing is, in business anyway, I believe we really do need to find creative ways to communicate I'm doing you a favor here, without actually saying those words. Hmm, so what can we do? (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, the line is very thin here. We certainly don't want to rub our clients' noses in the fact that we think we are being so gracious and so accommodating. That is a real turnoff and definitely not the goal, but I do think there are ways we can communicate the favor. For example, here's a phrase I like. My schedule doesn't always allow me to be this flexible, but I can make whatever happen just this once as a one-time courtesy. I think that's an excellent sentiment to kind of have at the ready. I also think saying something like, hey, I have a 20-minute window between appointments today. Can I drop off Susie's music to her at that time? Or whatever the favor may be. But I think that kind of communication gives a sense of clearly going above and beyond. There's, of course, also the use of humor, assuming that you are having an actual conversation, because I think we all know that we should not be using sarcasm or humor in text or email, right? Please don't. It won't be received. (laughs) But I have definitely used the line, oh, I love how Rachel thinks of me as a 24-7 piano teacher hotline, but could we please have a discussion about her not texting me after 10 o'clock p.m.? (laughs) Been there, done that, my friends documenting favors in a positive way when you write your students' written evaluations. That can be a really solid approach. And of course, let's also not forget the importance of simply telling it like it is in a carefully worded way, of course. I am thinking about being hit up for fundraisers here. I generally don't buy fundraisers from students, But if I do, I will make sure that I tell the parents, you know, that, hey, I can't usually afford to buy student fundraisers because my heart can't take saying yes to some people and no to others. But this one time I went ahead and bought that candle from Louie because I really appreciate you guys so much. End of story. This list can go on and on. And of course... Every favor is going to require a slightly different type of acknowledgement. My challenge for you this week is for you to make a vow to yourself that you will stop doing favors that leave you feeling like a martyr. (laughs) Your families cannot appreciate the extra services you offer if you aren't acknowledging them as extras. Let's rewind back to our fictional situation with Stevie. If you recall, Stevie showed up late and you decided to keep him five minutes past his regularly scheduled lesson time. Perhaps you say to Stevie's dad, quite honestly, (laughs) Hey, I really need to get dinner on the table on time tonight, but I really don't mind keeping him an extra five minutes. So I'll see you back here at 7.05. Or if you miss your chance there, perhaps you send a quick text that night saying, Hey, I just wanted to let you know Stevie was impressively focused tonight. I am so glad I could keep him for that extra five minutes because we were really on a roll. So, friends, that is really your task for today. Decide once and for all no more favors without making sure it's obvious you're doing a favor. It sounds a little calculated, I know, but I think it's really important for our own contentment in this profession. And now, a toast for you. Music teacher, friends of the world... (laughs) Today I acknowledge your goodness. I know that you are a compassionate soul who wants to do anything in your power to help your students succeed and to maintain strong relationships with your studio families. I know how easy it is to silently make exceptions and special accommodations for a handful of families. But here's the thing, it's just good business to make sure our families know the favors we're doing for them. (laughs) So if you don't raise a student's tuition rate this year, make sure they know you're not raising their rate. Let them know that as a thank you for their unwavering support, you are not increasing their tuition this year like everyone else. (laughs) Whatever the favor may be, look for ways to make it clear. Not in an obnoxious way, of course. (laughs) It's a tricky task sometimes, but it's important. After all, I'm your friend here, and I want to see you appreciated for everything you are doing in this wild profession of ours. So I raise my glass and say, Cheers to you, my oh so gracious teacher friend, here, here. Thank you for listening to episode number 55 of the Beyond Measure podcast. I continue to be grateful for you and the time that we spend together each week. This is actually a big week in my podcast world because this little program of mine will likely cross 10,000 downloads the day this episode releases. And maybe that's not a huge deal to some, but for me, the idea of people listening to anything I have to say 10,000 times Well, that's pretty incredible, and I have you to thank for it, so thanks. (laughs) If you would want to do me a favor today, (laughs) haha, see what I did there? Please consider sharing your favorite episode with one of your teacher friends today. Copy a link directly into a text message, or share with a local teacher group, or tag me in an appreciation post on Facebook or Instagram. Our community of teacher friends here is certainly growing every single week, but I just know there are more teachers out there who need to be in our happy little network of support over here. (laughs) Oh, and of course, if you do me that favor, (laughs) check this out, be sure to tell me about it so I can properly acknowledge you and your good deed. (laughs) I'm promising to do my best to walk the walk here, friends. (laughs) So anyway, that's it for today. So we'll just commit to moving forward with the week, working hard, resting well, and being nice. Thanks so much, everyone.